Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. How does it feel for you to equalize the mark for most points in a game in Mexico? Uh, I mean, it, it feels good. Um, but to be honest with you, I'm, I'm feel way better that we won. Uh, I would be up here mad as mad as a mug if we lost and, uh, and I had the, the record or tied the record or whatever. Um, so for me, just being able to to do that while winning um, makes, makes that night, I mean, way more special. Fans, this is boy Bryson who's back at it again for another Believe in Hawks podcast. Hawks having a little bit of fun in Mexico City, beating the Orlando Magic tonight, 120 to 119, and a game that I think the Hawks needed to have that nail biting down to the wire victory. Got to make clutch plays, got to make big stops to win a game. And the Hawks did that to come back and defeat Orlando in the fourth quarter. Uh, Trey Young having the breakout game people have been asking for, people have been worried. Is Trey Young still that guy? Tonight, he showed everybody he still has 41 points and eight assists in this game. Let the Hawks, but in the fourth quarter, it was a variance of multiple people. Starjante Murray coming up clutch again with a big three to, to take the lead, and the Hawks able to hang on from there. Also, big part of the stops and offense that were made to get back into the game. Jalen Johnson with 19 in this game, Bogdanovich with 15 off the bench. So, a lot of contributions tonight to get the Hawks over the hump. And like I said, complete this good old international NBA game in Mexico City with a victory. So we're going to break that all down. We're going to break that game down. We're going to talk about what I've seen from the team tonight and everything else. Before we go into that, though, make sure you guys, if you're listening to this, subscribe to the YouTube right now. Like the video. Show your boys some love. Be sure to tell it to your friends. Let people know this is the number one Hawks podcast in the community so we can talk more Hawks basketball with you and your friends. Also, if you're listening to me on audio, don't forget to rate the video. Go ahead. Show your boys some love on there. And also follow me on social media, Bryce underscore 2K, to catch up with my, all my Hawks takes, tweeting about the game and etc. When my day job is not taking up my time. So, yeah. But yeah, so let's go ahead and dive right into it, guys. So, you know, obviously Hawks been in uh, Mexico City the last, you know, few few days, uh, chosen to be a part of this international game. The Hawks NBA is doing obviously part of their global expansion. I mean, every I mean the NBA is such a global game in general, but still being able to play in these countries. You know, the fan, the crowd was really good tonight. I think that was uh, really good. They were into the game. We got a good basketball game tonight. One thing about these international games that you always want is you usually, NBA are not is not going to usually put their Golden State Lakers games out there because they want that here in the States and, and teams want it here in the States because of the revenue they can generate. But you want you, these games that you put out here that give opportunities to teams like the Hawks, that gives opportunities to teams like the Magic, to go out there and show the world and other co- countries our game is such a beautiful thing. And the Hawks, like I said, really came out in this game to start. Kind of, it, it felt like that first quarter to me felt like a bit of a showboat. Like not in terms of like cockiness, but like, hey, like you know, this is this is NBA basketball. This this is this is what we do. This is what we do. Like almost every game. 
got a couple of alleys, a couple of just good plays. You know, Trey was doing it early. It's kind of funny that this man went international, got out of the States, and now this man is hooping. Um, it's all that's, you know, kind of funny to talk about. But, you know, I think it was just good for them to, you know, be able to do this. You know, you've had the fanfare around this game there. We've seen them social media posts from the Hawks. We ain't going to talk about what they posted this morning about the uh, OnlyFans. We're not going to talk about it. Maybe I'll talk about it in this episode, but I, I don't want to talk about it right now. That's a very uh, crazy topic to discuss. But, uh, you know, overall, I think the Hawks, you know, just, you know, they, they came out today and, and, and they started off fast. They kind of were in control most of this game, second half, especially towards the end of the third quarter. Magic was able to take the lead. Uh, Magic are a much improved team. I, I hope after watching this game, Hawks fans have a have more of a perspective on what this Magic team could be. They're still a young team. We don't know what they're going to end up being. We don't know if they're still going to be a serious play-in or playoff team or they're going to be lottery. But they clearly look much more improved than they were last year. So I wasn't surprised going into this game that this game was going to be tough for the Atlanta Hawks, a team that could actually match up with them pretty well as well with some of the long length they have and the wing defenders and some of the shooting. So, like I said, you got big games tonight. Like I said, Trey Young with 41. I told people last episode, don't be worried about Trey Young. Trey Young has the biggest adjustment to make out of everybody on this team. I said, listen, maybe one big game can get him going. Hopefully now we can get more consistent offensive games from Trey Young now. We'll have to see. You know, he's going against – and his arch nemesis in terms of him having big games in Miami, he usually Trey doesn't have his best offensive games against them on Saturday. So we'll see how that turns out. But overall, it was good to see him, you know, kind of get a shot. In the second half, he really didn't have his shot, which, you know, it happens. Sometimes when you score so many points in one half, you may not shoot the ball as much or may not have the shot as much as you do in the next half. So realistically, in the second half, Trey Young had to win this game different ways and still do different things. And I think, like I said, that pass to DeJounte to win the game, to bring him in the corner for three, that same wraparound pass that he does where it's almost like he's doing it blindly, but he's trusting that his teammate's going to be right there. And DeJounte was there once again, got him an open shot, knocked it down, and the Hawks were able to go ahead and get that victory uh, because of that, which was I would consider the biggest play of the game that Trey Young made, and it wasn't even uh, it wasn't even any of those forty one points. So that's why I told people, hey, let's not be worried about Trey. Let's not be too concerned about him. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be good to go. He just has to, you know, find his groove, and he'll have that breakout game. You know, I know we we a little are sometimes impatient, and like I said, when we lose games, it's easy to say, well, Trey didn't have a good game. He's cost us. When we win games, even if he doesn't have a big game, it's like, okay, well, maybe it's not that bad. But tonight, you know, if we lost the game and Trey had 41, now we're going to be looking at the rest of the team. Like, all right, so all right, does this mean we're not good enough as a roster? You know, and you know, there's always going to be people who are going to bring up new questions when things like that happen. So it was really good tonight to see that we were able to win a game like this, like I said, where a lot of clutch plays had to be down the stretch. DeJounte, once again, Stat line-wise, won't really show his impact. Again, DeJounte, I've always I've, I've, I've said, has just made so much improvement in this system under Quinn Schneider. Clearly, Quinn Schneider has established into him what he needs to be for this team to be successful. And I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but I feel like DeJounte Murray has – he's picked his spots, I felt like, better this year. I feel like – it always feels like we need offense from him. 
or we need someone to step up. DeJounte always steps up. He always starts getting his shot going. He starts creating. He starts putting attacking the rim, putting pressure. Um, you know, last game, even in the game because Oklahoma City, we kind of got back into it because DeJounte started heating up a little bit. And that Minnesota game, obviously, a lot of people remember that game. He took over in the second half, which got us the lead and we won the game. This tonight, we were down double digits, and then DeJounte kind of led the charge with Bogey and Clint and all them, to, and Jalen, and, and I think it was also Hunter, and they led the charge back to get the, just to get the game back to being tied or within one before Trey came back in. And DeJounte was a big catalyst in that. DeJounte has been a big catalyst in a lot of these games. And you can, like I said, you can see the confidence that he plays with. He is coming off as one of our most important players in what he does because he's ratcheted up the defensive intensity. And then he's giving you uh, – he's, he's attacking on offense as well, which is helping the entire team, I think, in general. Yeah, he may not be the same gifted passer that Trey Young is, but it still is just as effective. It's, it's almost like what you're seeing this year is that both Trey and Jante, their playing styles are different, but – They've now learned to how how to play off of each other, even when one's not on the court. Basically, when Trey's on the court, you're getting something different. You're getting more elite elite playmaking, and you're getting a guy who has you know who who could just be a lightning in a bottle offensively. But then Dejounte is more of a you know a guy who's a rugged. I'm going to defend. I'm I'm going to I'm going to attack. I'm going to put pressure on you. I'm going to get to the rim, try to score, try to create opportunities from that. You, you can kind of see the two different styles of play there kind of working with each other. And I think that's why it's been so successful. And then when they're both on the court, I think it just ends up them just knowing each other, like I said, working with each other, being with each other for almost now a year plus uh, playing together and just getting that chemistry down that they need to uh, continue to grow as a backcourt. <clears throat> so, you know, I think that that's been big, I think, for the Hawks especially in a game like this against Orlando, like I said, where you had to make big stops down the stretch. And like I said, defensively, the Hawks really did not play the best defensive game today. But down the stretch, the Hawks were able to get multiple stops to get that lead down and then were able to get more stops to get the, to get the actual win. They were able to get a stop in the last possession. They Listen, the Hawks also had opportunities to maybe get the game a little bit wider. You know, obviously they didn't send the best people shoes outside of Trey. Jalen hit one, Clint hit one, and Trey hit one just to get the game um, tied up. Actually, I think they took a one-point lead. I might be – yeah, I think so. I could be wrong. But um, overall, you saw it. You saw what you needed to see from those guys in that particular situation, which I think was really big. Um, so I'm really happy that the team was able to – Figure out a game. Because if you think about the Hawks' wins this year, they blew out Minnesota, they blew out Milwaukee, they basically blew out Washington, and they blew out – who did they blow out? They blew out Minnesota, they blew out Milwaukee, they blew out the Wizards, and they blew out Pelicans. Blew out the Pelicans. In the second half, they pretty much took control of that game. So – They've really kind of been able to be – when they won this year, they've basically been in games where they've pretty much been able to handle their opponent. This was the first win this year that they had to go down to the wire and make plays and get stops, and that's those are the types of games you're going to have to play when the playoffs go. You're going to have to be able to make stops. You're going to have to be able to score. You're going to have to be able 
to just have play in that half court. And I think that was something that I said I feel like has improved for this team is their half court offense. Because one thing about this team is that the half court offense last couple years has been very stagnant because they like to go a lot of ISO. Now, you know, of course, like every other team, you have know, start players and you're going to have those possessions where you're like, hey, you do what you do on this possession. But, you know, I remember Trey had a ISO down the stretch, pulled up for three, they missed. Next possession, they went to DeJounte and they tried to set a play up. It's like, you know, you want to be able to have kind of both. If a, if a star can get a good look just one-on-one, fantastic. But also, you got to be able to also know you can have some ball movement potentially, do some different things, you know, have different plays set up to try to get a good look for someone, if not the not Trey or DeJounte, and execute that. And then that way you can keep the defense off balance. So that way it's not like, okay, they pretty much just go ISO every single time on the floor like they did previously with Nick Miller. So I think – that's big to be able to change that up and be able to play in that particular way. So really big tonight for them to get this win um, overall against the Orlando Magic. Um, just really, really good, good stuff. Bench really didn't give them a lot to the outside of Bogdanovich. Bay only gave you two points, um, only took four shots, kind of, again, want more out of him. He's had some good games the last few games, but you kind of want more from him. Like I said, Bogey had 15 points. Pretty much did his job. Bogey has pretty much been our three most probably consistent players this year have definitely been DeJounte, Jalen Johnson, and Bogey. They've pretty much been pretty consistent with what they're giving you, um, which is what you what you want, especially from guys like Jalen and from Bogey. You want to know if you know you're getting 15 to 29 from Bogdanovich. I mean, that, that's pretty much that's what you want to see. Kongu, only seven points tonight. AJ Griffin back in the rotation. 10 minutes tonight, um, only had two points, and then Bruno actually played a minute too. So, um, like I said too, I told people, hey, don't be worried about A.J. Griffin. He's just experimenting. A.J. came back into the lineup tonight. He played some minutes, you know, and we'll, we'll see what happens from from that point. Um, but, yeah, um, you know, Hunter had some foul trouble in this game. Didn't really play a lot in this game but had some foul trouble. Still, again, ever since that finger injury that he had has not shot the ball well. So like I said, I don't I don't know if that's affecting him. I don't know how much, if that is affecting him, how much that is affecting him. Obviously, you just want him to be good to go because, again, he's done a lot of good things defensively. He's done a, he's done a lot of good things just in different facets of the game outside of just scoring the ball. So just definitely good to see him doing that and continuing to play well as well. You know, you're going to need it. You're just going to need him when it's all said and done. But overall, like I said, good win tonight in Mexico City. Uh, like I said, big international game for the NBA. The Hawks represent Atlanta, represent the NBA. And like I said, I got a good win tonight. So that's obviously big for them. But coming up for the Hawks, they actually play their arch nemesis, the Miami Heat, this Saturday. Uh, Heat this year haven't been having the year that they've, I guess, expected. I mean, it's Miami. They kind of run things a little bit differently. I honestly don't think they care that much. They're just trying to get themselves to a certain point. You know, 
they've kind of kind of started picking up the last few games, which is why they're back at 500 now, beating Memphis, beating L.A. Uh, like I said, they play Atlanta 730 on a Saturday. In Atlanta, Hawks actually are completing a three-game – I like to call it a three-game road trip because the, they haven't been home for the last three games. So it will be nice to get some home cooking for the Hawks, you know, get them back in, in State Farming and hopefully the crowd come out Saturday and stay rocking uh, for them. Like I said, especially coming off a win, a game where you were down 11 with eight minutes left to go and then coming back to win the game. And then, ne- and then next Tuesday, we start officially the play, the in-season tournament for the Atlanta Hawks as they travel to Detroit to play the Detroit Pistons in the first in-season tournament game for this group. Like I said, they're playing and starting a little bit late, but better late than never. So you have that. And then they have a back-to-back the next night, which isn't an actual in-season tournament game with the Knicks. And then you got Philly, and then you go back, you know what I'm saying, to, to doing that. And I think they're going to debate it. I think because I think Friday is also a in-season tournament game, I believe that is the day we will see Hawks' new city edition uh, uniforms and court. So we'll see if those things hurt our eyes or not, because I know some of these floors uh, blinded some of us. So obviously that's big to um, that's big overall to get that from from them, and um, excited to see what they can do um, with that. So um, overall, guys, give me some some of your thoughts, guys, on what you thought about the game tonight. What stood out to you? Uh, what did you like? Um, you know, like I said, it was a cool experience for this team and for the organization just to be in Mexico City to be, be the, to be able to even do this. Um, was really, really cool, I think. And I think everybody will acknowledge that, like, hey, this was really cool for us to be able to do this and have fun with this and kind of, you know, do 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 the the things that we want to do with it. So I think overall that's been that's been really, really good. I think the Hawks, like I said, did a good job tonight. Um, fought back down. You're gonna have ups and downs in the game. As long as you can respond to that, that's that's the biggest thing realistically thing overall for the Hawks this season. So we're actually going to talk about the NBA in general. We are about, we're, we're, you know, over two weeks now into the season. We're going to take a look at the standings right now, just in the conference in general, after completing today's games. It's the conference right now. 76ers actually are a top Eastern Conference at six and one. They've won six in a row. Obviously, they made that trade, uh, getting Harden off this team to the Clippers. They seem to really have a better cohesion this year. A team the Hawks have to potentially get through if they want to take that next step. Right now, they're playing some really good basketball. And Nick Nurse, we know what type of coach he can be. He's a really good coach. He led Toronto to that championship a few years ago. A guy who, you know, Sometimes I feel like it's underrated as a coach in this league, but does a really good job. So, you know, overall, I think it's really big for the Sixers. You know, like I said, they're playing, they're, they're playing some really good basketball right now. And so, you know, they continue to – and remember, they got a lot of death from the Clippers in that trail. A lot of people said that was a throwaway trail. A lot of guys, you know, one-year expiring contracts. A lot of those guys can still play. The Sixers now have death, and you still got your star in beat and your upcoming star in the next Number two in the Eastern Conference, 
Boston Celtics right now. Two-game losing streak, actually. They actually started the season off hot, 5-0. and Lost two in a row. Tough losses. One of those to the 76ers. Uh, you know, they're a team that you expect to be there when the ending comes around. I mean, they're just a team that you, you kind of expect. So, so far this season, they've looked pretty good with Porzingis in there. I think Porzingis, I feel like, has had a big impact, especially now that he's – it play a different role than he has on previous teams, um, you know, like in Dallas, like in New York, you know, things like that. I think he's playing a much better role for him. And I think you're seeing how that's impacting the Celtics is there, obviously, in Easter Conference Finals uh, favorite. The Pacers are three right now, six and three, one three in a row. The Pacers, man, let me tell you something about the Pacers, man. Their brand of basketball is very chaotic because they play a lot of high-scoring games. Remember, they, and obviously they also – they're not a good defensive team. Let's get that straight. They're not a good defensive team at all. The Hawks, when they play these teams, should be able to score 120 on this team. They're not good. Remember, Boston dropped 155 on them at the beginning of the season. <laughs> so they're not a good offense defensive team, but offensively they're really good. They beat Cleveland, they scored 125. Even in the Hornets lost, they scored 124. They beat San Antonio, 152. Jazz, 134. The Bucks, 126. This is definitely a running gun. This is kind of like the Suns. They just go out, they're going to try to outscore you. And they just are really, really exciting team to watch offensively. And they play some really good defense um, as well. Actually, I just lied. They play terrible defense as well. Um, you can tell maybe a little bit tired, guys, but, you know, we grind. Um, but, yeah, overall, you know, Cleveland game even, 125 there. The lowest output of the season was against the Bulls, where they only scored 105. Actually, that's a lie. The Celtics, 104. So those are the two lowest outputs of the season. Um, and now they got a back-to-back coming up against the Sixers. So, um Definitely, definitely a team, man, who's, who's, who's maybe turning some heads early this season. Hawks are currently slotted as the fourth seed tied with Milwaukee, but they have to tie break because they beat Milwaukee so far this season 1-0 in the season series. So right now your Hawks are a top four seeded team in the Eastern Conference, which is right where they want to be. That's this, this line that the Hawks are at right now, that fourth seed, is basically what they want to be for the rest of the season because they want to be a top four seed. And like I said, still beginning of the season, the Eastern Conference is eventually going to shape out as as, as time goes on, as, as we continue to grow and continue to grind. We'll eventually, you know, come to a solution of like what, what which teams are actually good and which aren't. But it's just good to see this so far. Bucks right now are five, um, five and three. Like I said, lost the game, but and I've you know I've seen on Twitter some of the concerns about Adrian Griffin Jr. What's happening out there with him? Um, you know, I'm not really particularly too worried about it. I mean, we'll see if you know he hinders them in any capacity this year. Um, we'll just have to see. Nets are falling for Knicks are falling for New York teams fighting for you know what I'm saying who's gonna be the plan who ain't right now. Knicks though coming back to town like I said for the Hawks next week I believe. So we'll see them again very, very soon. 
our team to play Saturday, the Heat, Ave right now, Toronto 9th, Magic 10. All of these teams I listed are 4-4, four and four, so very much stacked between 6 and 10 just in terms of the same record. But like I said, it's still early in the season, so that's to be expected. Over in the Western Conference, the Nuggets, the defending champs, number one seed, they've looked like the best team so far this year, which is should be expected. I mean, the Nuggets are a team you don't, you don't think about as that elite contender, but they are. They are. Um, you know, Jamal Murray's going to be out now for a few weeks with that hamstring, so we're going to have to see how this affects the team. Um, obviously, we've seen previous years when Jamal was doing with the ACL, how they were still able to win games. They just aren't a championship team. We'll see how they do now without him currently. Mavericks actually been playing really, really well this season. They're currently second in the Western Conference. Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic seem to be working out so far. They've got some contributions from Derek Lively. Other guys contributing. Grant Williams has been a really big pickup for them. So they've really been doing some good things um, as the second seed currently. Uh, Wolves, they, after since that loss to the Hawks, man, they have beaten some of the best. They beat Boston, man. They, they, they've, They've they've done some really good things. They beat Denver. Um, listen, right? Timberwolves, man, ain't taking that next step. But Timberwolves, man, have played really good basketball, man, ever since that loss to the Hawks, man, winning four in a row. So, obviously, that wet loss woke them up and pissed them off. Bolton State, six and three right now. They're always going to be around. You know what Steph Curry. Steph Curry's still great at 35. He's still going to be around. He's still going to do his thing. You know, Chris Paul, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson—they're going to be a team always in it. That's just that's just that's just how it's going to be. So that their team is not going to go away. Thunder team with the Hawks lost to on Monday. Uh, they're five and three right now. A team that a lot of people are excited about. Thing really have a very high ceiling, and there are very people are really excited to see what this team looks like. Rockets six started off the season slow. They've won four straight to get themselves back on track. Ime Udoka, you know, sometimes like I said, it takes a minute to get to, to get to the guys, but. No, they seem to be playing a little bit better right now. Suns four and four, trying to get healthy. Bradley Bill been in and out of the lineup. Devin Booker been in and out of the lineup, trying to get some consistent health. Pelicans eighth, and then Kings are ninth and tenth in the Western Conference. So those are just your standings on both sides of the conferences in the NBA, just one through ten um, and stuff like that. But yeah, overall, guys, like I said, big one for the Hawks tonight, one twenty one nineteen. Good win. Trey Young having the breakout 41-point game we've been waiting for. DeJounte hitting clutch shots, getting stops down the stretch. All good things that Quinn Snyder is going to want to continue to build on for this team as they continue to try to push, improve, and get better game by game to reach the goals that they've set for themselves this season. But like I said, guys, we're going to go ahead and head out here. Like I said, before we go, don't forget, if you are subscribed to this channel for all Hawks Believe in Hawks and Falcons content, also, don't forget, if you're listening to our audio podcast, leave a review and also follow me on Twitter at Bryce underscore 2K as well. I appreciate you guys. Let me be part of your day and talk to some Hawks basketball with you. See you next time. It's your boy Bryce Lewis signing out.